Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, this is Dan Spoon, President of the American Council of the Blind. I just want to give a big hip, hip, hooray out there to our tremendous membership that does such a great job. The American Council of Blind Lions, ACBL, is the affiliate that roars, and that's no lion. ACBL holds monthly conference calls and ACB convention events that help people who are blind or visually impaired become more involved in local Lions Clubs. Find out more. Call 502-897-1472 or email lions.acb at gmail.com. Join me, Brian McCallan, on Speaking Out for the Blind. I interview blind newsmakers to inspire the population to go for their dreams. Speaking Out for the Blind airs Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern on ACB Media One. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. The Central Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired in Utica, New York, has dedicated its newly renovated distribution center. It's now called the Kenneth C. Thayer Production and Distribution Center. The center is named after the former Central Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired volunteer Ken Thayer. Central Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired President and CEO Ed Welsh, Senior Vice President of Manufacturing Dennis Webster, and Production Supervisor Adam King are here to tell us about the new center. Hey, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you all. Let's talk a little bit about yourselves and uh, CABVI. Uh, Brian, this is uh, Ed Welsh, and uh, I want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to be with you today. Uh, we're always very happy to talk about our agency and what we do here and let others know about it, so we really appreciate this. Uh, a little bit about CABVI. Uh, we're a social enterprise. Our social mission is to assist people who are blind or visually impaired to reach their highest level of independence. Uh, our business purpose is to promote, encourage, and make social change in a financially sustainable way. Uh, this business model allows us to continually invest in our mission and our people. So, Ed, what is the Central Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired? Well, it's, a, it's an agency that employs people who are blind and visually impaired and provides rehab services uh, to over 2,000 people in our nine-county region. So I understand it's a social enterprise, and that mission's to assist the people who are blind and visually impaired just to reach their highest level of independence. And your agency's business purpose is to encourage, promote, and make the social change in a financially sustainable way. And that business model allows you to just continually invest in your mission. Now, Adam, you've just been promoted at the agency to become its production supervisor. How did you get involved with the agency, and what do you do in that position? Well, I'm originally from uh, Massachusetts, and I moved to Utica in 2008. Um, I understand you weren't able to get any sort of help with your vision loss at all. Right. And um, 
We just happened to stumble upon Cabby one day. We were out for a walk. And it was a life-changing experience. Um, from the time I started working with the rehab department, I knew I had hope for my future. After taking a, a tour of Central Industries in 2008, I was offered a position as material handler. And since then, I've, I've had consistent opportunities and growth within, within the agency, including being a Quest graduate, which is a program designed specifically for CADV employees focusing on upward mobility. Now, today as production supervisor, I manage the production staff and assist them in meeting the production deadlines on a day-to-day -day basis. So the Central Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired offers camps for blind kids, enhanced services for the blind, and tech training. Let's learn more about the gentleman that you named this building after, Mr. Ken Thayer. How did Ken become involved with Cavity? Well, it, it, you know, it, it's. Uh, I wish we had like two hours to talk about Ken because that's how much he means to us. But uh, before Ken came to the agency, he was uh, he worked for the United States Air Force, and basically uh, he was given the task as part of their community outreach to uh, you know, reach out to the community. So he decided to reach out to, to, to us. And uh, what happened was, and that was many, many years ago, uh, he fell in love with what we did here. And in uh, 1962, which was at that time our 33rd year of operation, uh, we only had about 10 employees. And uh, the board of directors uh, elected Ken to the board back then. And uh, he held every position on the board's executive committee. He was our chairman in the 70s. And really, he, he never left us. Uh, he dedicated enormous amounts of time and energy to the agency and its mission. But he, and most of all, he was very dedicated to all our blind employees. The Utica Rome Chamber of Commerce even gave Ken a Lifetime Achievement Award for working over six, six decades. In fact, volunteering over six decades with the Central Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired. Even New York State Senator. Joseph Griffo came to the event. How did Ken feel to earn this very big honor? Well, to, to know Ken is to know how what a very humble man he is. So in typical Ken style, he was wondering why anybody was making a fuss over him. So he was a little overwhelmed, but but uh, which is also typical of Ken. You know, once we were touring the new facilities and the production facilities, you start looking around and start asking a lot of questions about what we were doing. And that's what Ken has always been doing. Uh, he's in his late 90s, and he's as sharp as the day I met him uh, almost 30 years ago. That is fantastic. Well, we here at Speaking for the Blind and ACB and ACB Media give a big congratulations to Ken. So, Ed, how did Ken play that important role? in creating employment opportunities just for the blind and visually impaired who wanted to work? Well, the beginning of his career, if you go back into the late 50s and early 60s, uh, this agency was primarily a rehabilitation agency. Uh, and, of course, we did rehab work for folks. And 
what he saw was the ability to focus our rehab mission with an employment mission to create jobs for people who are blind or visually impaired. Now, as we know, seven out of 10 people who have vision loss are unemployed. And, and of course, most don't want to be unemployed. So Ken's tenacity, and, and he was very dogged about this, um, he convinced the board and the management team here to say, hey, we need to go in this direction. And uh, that's how pretty much we, we created what we call central industries here at CABVI. Okay. We're going to get to central industries in a second. But um, so from what you're saying is Ken envisioned transforming the agency from just rehabilitation to including employment as well. Being a place where the blind and visually impaired, if they want to go to work, you're the first place to turn if they want to get a job. And as you know, seven out of 10 people, 70% who've got vision loss are unemployed. And that's not because they don't want to be. Ken had a lot of tenacity just to help create, as you mentioned, what you call central industries within CAPFI. Talk more about central industries now. Sure. Uh, here, here at CABVI, uh, we we have several locations uh, here in Utica, New York, and then we have a location in Syracuse, New York, which is down the road about 50 miles. And uh, we have a total of 270 employees, but 102 of them are currently working for us with vision loss. Our Syracuse location accounts for 30 of those employees, and you accounts for the rest. And the remainder of our employees work at our base supply centers, which are located at several military bases around the Northeast. So getting back to that 70% unemployment rate amongst the blind and visually impaired, there's many factors for that. In fact, a large number of them. Can you talk about some of these factors? Absolutely. You know, there's... And, and there's several of them. And, and, and in some people's cases, they're, they're all combined, which makes it even more difficult. But some people have the unavailability of jobs where they live. There's just no jobs for them to go to. Uh, there's certainly the Social Security disability cliff, which is a big problem for lots of people. There's some people who are, of course, past retirement age. But, of course, we all know one of the biggest problems for, for people who are blind and with vision loss is transportation. And if you take a couple of those factors and put them together, it makes it very difficult for people unless there's a big support network where they can get help and get a job. And unfortunately, there's there's not enough places in the United States where that can occur on a regular basis. And transportation can be long and difficult, too, for us. At Camp Fee, you have a total of 270 employees. 102 of them have vision loss. You talked about your Syracuse location, and that's got 30 blind employees. The Utica location has 70. The remaining six work for the BSC stores. What's BSC? Uh, a BSC is a, a base supply store where we have a retail store located on a military basis where we sell office supplies and, and whatever is needed by the staff on the base. So if you needed, uh, let's just say, office supplies to do your daily business, you can order them from us. The products we sell there are made are skill craft products, which, of course, are made by blind people throughout the United States. So we feature all those products that are made from skill craft 
Uh, we have a catalog. It's a computer business. And uh, when somebody orders something, we literally deliver it right to their doorstep within the base. As you know, military bases are, are very secure places. So the average retail, let's say office supply store in town, just can't drive onto the base without a lot of clearances and a lot of hoopla because it's the military. So these, these bases were established, they established stores where we can employ blind people as well as sell skill craft products which are made by blind people. So you're you're doing a lot to help the blind get jobs. What are you doing currently to help the blind get well, jobs? Well, we, you know, I would say that one of the greatest places we have employment people uh, come our way is from our rehab department. And we provide services to a lot of people in our community. Again, we have a nine-county region. And uh, we learn about a lot of people through our rehabilitation department. But like any other business, uh, we advocate in our community through community outreach. We have a very strong public policy team, which allows us to keep an open dialogue with our area representatives, and our policymakers. Uh, we work with New York State Commission for the Blind. Uh, New York State does a great job trying to find jobs for blind people. Not every state has that. We're very fortunate to have the commission here as we do. We go to a lot of job fairs and we promote our agency using traditional and social media sources, uh, radio and TV as much as possible. To let everybody know that we have opportunities here at CABBI. So you advocate in the community and do a lot of community outreach. You got that strong public policy team allowing you to keep that open dialogue with your area representatives and policymakers. You work with the state counselors. I assume these are your rehab counselors. They participate, you participate in the job fairs and you promote your agency using just social media, traditional media too, as much as you can. Just to let everybody know that Campy has the opportunity for them. Now you opened the new distribution center. Adam, how was the distribution center designed from the production standpoint? to expand employment opportunities for the Central Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired Employees? Uh, it's designed so that 75% of the production and labor is done by blind employees, providing ample job opportunities for employees with vision loss. That's great. Dennis, is the new distribution center going to increase revenue? And if that's true, where is that revenue going to go? Uh, absolutely, it's going to create create additional revenue. And uh, what we do with that additional revenue is uh, create more opportunity in jobs for people who are blind and visually impaired. And uh, one item recently that we invested money in is uh, a rolling kiosk computer barcode system uh, with a big, large flat screen on it which will allow a person with low vision or legally blind to be able to, for instance, get a job in the warehouse where they can pick and ship materials. Uh, so that'll provide upward mobility, a raise, um, and a, a more job choices for the people that we serve. So, Ed, you're going to continue to invest in your agency's mission and, of course, your employees, and you're going to continue the work that Can embraced for all those years and he's truly one of a kind. And I'm, I understand you're honored to even call him your friend. Uh, we, we are very honored. And, you know, Ken served in World War II. 
And these are things he doesn't like to talk about, but you know, he invaded the, be the beaches of Normandy and he was in that wave of people who really saved the, saved the whole country and saved the world from the bad guys. So Ken's always very humble, but his whole life has been quite a story of service to others. And he's inspirational to us here at the agency and me personally. Uh, you know, we're going to continue investing in our mission. Uh, you know, we just had our 93rd annual meeting. Uh, you know, we're looking forward to our 100th in a few years. And, uh, you know, we plan to be here for the next 100 years as well. So how's everybody liking the new facility? And and what and, and what do they like about it? What do they even not like about it so far? I have to ask both sides. Well, I, I would say two things. Uh, one, they they like very much the fact that it's it's it was built specifically to accommodate them. We have we have new lunch facilities there for them. We serve fresh food. Uh, we have new restrooms, and of course, everything was designed for anyone who's blind or vision impaired to use it. Uh, the one thing I have learned that they don't like. Uh, it gets a little warm in there in the summertime, uh, being that it's a big warehouse. And our air handling system, because it's an 80,000-square-foot building, isn't quite cutting the mustard on a hot day. So we're actually going to be installing some big, giant fans in the production area so we can keep the airflow uh, better for the staff. So I'm telling you honestly what they don't like. <laughs> and and that, I'm sure New York, where you are in New York State, it's very hot and humid, right? Yeah, for a couple of months of the year, uh, we do get plenty of snow here, but uh, July and August gets pretty warm in there. So uh, be that it was new, when we moved in uh, in May, uh, we recognized during this summer that we're going to have to add some more improvements to it so that we're in better shape next summer. And it's good you got some good food there, too, because you got to feed the workers. You got to make them healthy, happy, and have lots of energy to keep working hard and doing a good job. Um, any improvement you plan to make in to the new center? I know it's a little early. Well, uh, we're looking at some other options. Uh, we we have about 20,000 square feet of office space that's uh, part of the facility. And it's a Class A office space. We're going to be looking to modernize it. Uh, we also have a small call center in, in within the space. Uh, one of One of the businesses that we're in is call center business. And again, uh, we have blind and visually impaired people working in our call center. We, we serve New York State, uh, a contract with New York State. So we're going to make some upgrades to the facility so it's more user-friendly uh, for everybody on the second floor, for example. Well, this is this is very awesome. Um, if it's all right, um, what, what kind of products are made and distributed at the new distribution center? Can you give sure, some Dennis, why don't you talk about that? And we have uh, we do chemical filling there. We uh, we get big totes of uh, chemicals and we refill into gallon jugs, five gallon pails. Uh, we do uh, we have a large rubber band machine, so we convert rubber bands and do quarter pound, one pound bags. And then we do a lot of uh, subcontract packaging and sealing with L bar machines. So uh, Adam uh, supervises machine operators, material handlers. Uh, assembly uh, workers, uh, a wide range of different types of jobs. Um, and, and, and again, you send all these products just to clarify to military bases, correct? Uh, well, we our primary customers are the federal government uh, and New York State government and New York State entities. So a great example is uh, we all remember the census last year. 
Yeah. Uh, we, we provided rubber bands to the Census Bureau. Now, COVID is still here. How are you guys making sure that the employees of the news distribution center are all staying safe? I'm sure this must include a lot of wearing masks. Uh, well, interestingly, uh, our, our largest product is uh, medical gloves, blue nitro medical gloves, uh, like the kind you see doctors and hospital people wear all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can imagine there's a little bit of a demand for that during COVID. Uh, we were we were deemed by the federal government as an essential employer, so we never closed during COVID. So we built protocols here within all our facilities uh, to keep everybody safe and distanced, and uh, with a with a very very large hygienic project to keep everything clean. Uh, that we're still operating under those protocols today, Brian. And uh, you know, obviously, it's 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 lessened quite a bit. We hope that it goes away. But uh, we've been very careful with our employees, and uh, we've never shut down. So uh, we have a lot of protocols and cleaning protocols in place, and uh, we spend an awful lot of time making sure everything's clean. I'll share with you an interesting thing. Uh, When we tested bacterial loads in the building several times, many times during COVID, uh, we couldn't tell what what, what type of bacteria it was. But what we learned was door handles, banisters, the refrigerator handles were the place where most germs were, if you can believe that. So we, we built cleaning protocols just focusing on those items besides our regular cleaning. Everybody, how might our listeners check out your agency and just learn more about the center? We would love to have them come visit us at cabvi.org. Uh, we have a very robust website. They can learn about all our rehabilitation services as well as our uh, commercial and business that we do uh, for, the, for the government, as well as employment opportunities. CABVI.org. Perfect. Yes, sir. Everybody, thanks for all of what you do in employing and supporting the blind community and for just joining us today. Thank you, Brian. It's been our pleasure, and we really appreciate the opportunity to be with you. We hope to be with you again sometime. You're all super welcome. Hope to be together again, too. And before we go, listeners, I welcome your comments on the show. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on Twitter at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website at speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. And my show archive is at speaking-out-for-blind.pinecast.co. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening. And remember to speak out. You are listening to ACB Media One, also known as Mainstream, the flagship of the ACB Media Network. The ACB Media Network is a service of the American Council of the Blind. Please visit us at acbradio.org.